Just raining and podcasting. Just raining and podcasting. That's what we do. All right. Welcome back to We Watch Sports, the podcast that is already breaking in their Thanksgiving Day sweatpants. You know what they say, the stretch needs to be just right. It's got to feel host, just right. Graham and Andy. Has to feel just right, has to be nice and warm. There needs to be the appropriate amount of bend to the elastic. It's a whole process. You know what's the worst thing about sweatpants? What's that? Is when your dryer doesn't quite get them dry. Ooh, yeah. It's like putting on a wet sock. Oh, most of them are dry, but then the ring around the waist is super soaky. I think it's sad that in 2019, sweatpants aren't more culturally appropriate. They're not? Oh, it's just not like appropriate to wear sweatpants at the office, you know? They should, somebody needs a formal sweatpant. Gosh, I'd buy the shit out of a formal sweatpant. Or a sport jacket that's made out of sweatpant. Yeah, like an Adidas track suit. <laughs> so if that's the official uh, outfit of the Russian mafia, then I guess the sweatsuit could be the that's American true. mafia. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're only going to come in three colors, purple, orange, and more purple. <laughs> I was thinking red, white, and blue. but That could have worked. That's fine. A lot of velour. Um, but we could make this an episode about sweatpants, but I don't know how many people would like to listen to. But this this is the We Watch Sports podcast, a podcast that tries to interpret all the things that are going on in sports so that you don't actually have to. Uh, we start each week with a reader email. Now, Graham, we get thousands of reader emails. Yeah, our inbox is perpetually full. I have so many icons on my iPhone saying my storage is full. It's ridiculous. Uh, we actually ran out of space in Gmail, which a lot of people thought was impossible, but we did after a week. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg called and was like, hey, can you tone it down a little bit? But we went through all of that work for you, our fans, and we actually are going to do two letters this week because we just couldn't decide um, you know, which one to answer. They were both valid. So we're going to try two letters this week. And as always, if you would... Um, like to send us an email, you can. It's wearewatchingsports at gmail.com, um, or you can see it in the links for this show. But, Graham, without further ado, do you want to read our first question? Yeah, this one comes from Sven H. Sven. Yeah, I'm not sure quite where he's from. I want to say South Carolina, but um, judging by his topic, I'm guessing he's foreign. Ugh. I mean, that's okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's true. Depending on where you're from. Uh, absolutely. So Sven writes, uh, Dear v Watch Sports, At the end of last week's episode, you mentioned all the great obscure sports that you would start doing stories on, but you left out the most popular sport on the planet. Football. Please talk about soccer, and please do so in a respectful manner. If you refer to it as soccer field instead of pitch or uniform instead of kit, I will tell my dozens of Twitter followers to boycott you. Oh, no. Come to think of it, maybe you shouldn't talk about the most sophisticated sport in the world. There is no way you could do it justice. 
Why do Americans not like soccer? Please advise. With angst. Sven H. South Carolina. Wow. Um, that was quite the emails from Sven. Uh, a lot to digest here. But I think what it sounds like he's asking from a, from a very high level is why do Americans not enjoy soccer? It is the most popular thing in the world, but it is. I think the second most popular thing in the world is cricket, and that's even worse. So, yeah, I don't think, you know, this is kind of where popularity doesn't necessarily hold the same appeal for me. And I'll be honest, my my actual enjoyment of soccer comes from one of two places. It's either playing FIFA, the electronic soccer game, or watching one of the two movies, three movies I can think about that in, that have soccer in them. Airbud 2? I didn't think of that, so four. I was thinking Big Green. Yeah, okay. Um, kicking and Screaming with Will Ferrell. Not bad. Now, the, the, the movie I base my entire understanding of soccer from is actually from 1978. It's called Victory, and it stars Sylvester Stallone and Pele. Wow. Now, Graham, you may be asking, like, what is this movie about? Uh, true story, Pele and Sylvester Stallone are American POW soldiers. And in order to help other POWs escape, they play a game of soccer against the USSR. That's the actual plot of the actual movie. Okay, so... Wait a second. It won... It won every Academy Award that year. You're correct. No wonder people like soccer so much. Yeah, because it had Pele in it. I mean, Pele, I do know, was like the greatest soccer player of all time. After I mean, David I do, Beckham. I do love Asian food, but I still don't know who Pele is. Um, I don't Sylvester think Sylvester Stallone is yeah. a hero. I mean, he, he already is. beat the Russians in Rocky. So Yeah. Um, I was actually, I used to have a Rocky inflatable punching bag as a child. And when I found out that Rocky was simply a movie and not a real person, I can remember being devastated. So don't lie to your children. Tomato, tomato. But anyway, uh, in order to avoid a boycott, uh, I think we should talk about soccer because I think we can do it justice. So I just fucked up because I said soccer and not football. Football. So football, what do we know? Um, I have always said that the male football players have the greatest haircuts. Oh, man. Yeah, they do. They're they very attractive great, folk. Great, great hair. Um, I also like the U.S. women's national football team. They're a lot of fun. They just won the World Cup. That was exciting. They haven't been the same since Mia Hamm left, though. That's true. You've always been a Mia Hamm supporter. I'm a hamhead, that's for sure. <laughs> um so what else do we know? So many things about soccer. Um I have a football. I have a trivia. Okay, hit did me. you did you know? Yep. Um that the term soccer was actually invented by the British initially to distinguish their soccer playing from other nations. I did not know that. Me um, neither. 
This is a fact coming from a text message. Did you is did Sven somehow get your phone number? I would never give Sven my phone number. He's a creep. No. South Carolina Sven. Uh, what else do you know about soccer? Football. Um, um, f- football. Um, there's red cards and yellow cards. I know yep. that. And yellow card, not the band. We're talking right. about a physical yellow card that they hold up. Right. And when they do that, Ocean's Avenue plays. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's a violin and everything. There is. It's punk rock violin. What else? Um, FIFA is a like great game. It is a great game. Uh, I feel like football, they always look kind of wet. Like the grass looks wet. They always look wet. There's a dampness to football. I can answer that. Okay. They water the field before they play. Yeah, but they water other fields. But those guys and gals don't look moist. By by water the field, I mean they water everyone on the field. I think football would be a lot more exciting if the field had sprinklers going during the game. So you had to run through the sprinklers like I did as a youth in the Midwest. It was always a lot more fun when it was wet. Yeah. Uh, um, the Portland Timbers. Uh, sure. Everyone they water knows the them. field. Yeah. Yeah. And here's here's a question. Yeah. Why do they call it a goal and not a net or a basket? In That's hockey, they call it a net. Yep. And if you think about it, it really is just a basketball hoop laid on its side. And in basketball, it has a net on it. Right. You say nothing but net. Or basket. Or basket. I don't I don't know. Um, Kick it I in the that- basket. I think that has to do, again, with football being a little bit out of the comfort zone of most average Americans. Um, I think the other thing that's tough about it is every time, and I've tried at least twice to watch a football game, and there seems to be a lot of time that's spent in the middle of the field where neither team is really doing anything. Right. And I like, you know, the NBA, you're always trying to score. Uh, that's happening the whole game. Hockey, it's always skating one direction or the other. Football, they just hang out kind of in the middle. Yeah, what's with that? I I don't know. But, Sven, I hope we answered this appropriately enough for you and your Twitter followers. We would love a shout-out. Um, that would just mean the world to us. So um, We will do more than just banter about soccer. Yeah, future. we'll start. Maybe we'll watch the movie Victory because I think, Graham, you should see it. I'll put on my kit. I'll run out onto the pitch. Yep. And talk about football. Football. Thanks, Boy. Sven. Thank you so much, Sven. Now, this... I, I'm i a little worried to read this letter, Graham, because this next letter is still kind of weird. Um, our letter... We got another letter from Don in Cedar Rapids. Oh, man. Now, Don, I'd just like to say that, one, no, I do not have a physical address that you can mail me a postcard. Secondly, I really do think you should see a doctor. Uh, it's This This email seems incredibly high-strung. Oh, boy. Yeah, Um. I think Don needs a friend. Don needs someone to talk to. 
Yeah, but he's mentioned his friend Greg, so I'm curious if this letter this week will have Greg in it as well. Okay. So if you want to go ahead and open it, and let's see what we got. All right, let's see. Let's open this up here. Open up my letter. Some bonus ASMR content for everyone out there. Dear sports! Ah! Sorry, I had to get that scream out. Last weekend, I was taking your advice and discussing the NBA with my heterosexual life mate, Greg, when he asked me what I thought about Kawhi and load management. Now, guys, where I come from, the beautiful city of Cedar Rapids, load management was a term my father used when we would attend the Iowa State Fair. Specifically, it was about holding your number twos in until there was an appropriate time to release the load, as in between the corn dog station and the funnel cake station. So Greg asked me, and I think about load management, I instantly think about my father and releasing a hot one. Was I right? Or I have just shared my bowel strategies with Greg. Please advise. Oh my goodness, that's a lot to unpack. Oh man. He seems really high strung. But I think it's good he's doing things with Greg. I mean, it's great that they have this, you know, kind of kindred spirit relationship. He sounds like he works at a call center. Yeah. Um, he sounds like he would oftentimes irritate the people that called into said call center. Oh yeah. Almost instantly. Oh my God. Don, <laughs> first of all, uh, we'll answer your question and, uh, just buddy, just, I don't know, maybe stop using exclamation points like commas. <laughs> and I have a feeling you do this in your personal life out loud. Yeah, I do so too. So maybe try speaking with some commas. I think that's a great idea. All right, Andy, what's load management? Well, I understand, uh, you know, where he's coming from here because it, it could be confused. You hear that term load management and you're like, clearly talking about a poop. Um, could be talking about a few other things that we won't get into, but it's actually, it's a, it's a pretty controversial story in the NBA right now. And one we're going to talk about in a little bit, but it, the, the high level idea is that players need extra rest than what's provided to them between games. So teams will rest their star players uh, when they're not hurt and they call it load management. Hmm. So it's when a star player decides that they need an extra day off or an extra two days off. And so they don't play. Um, that's actually what load management means. And it was made popular with Kawhi Leonard, who is a basketball player for the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, if you'll remember back on previous episodes, we talked about some power duos in the NBA. We did. We did. Kawhi Leonard is probably one that rings a bell because he and Paul George have joined the Clippers together, and uh, they're sharing each other's loads. Yep. Um, so scientifically speaking, load management is strictly just resting an extra amount between games. Um, so I think you may want to 
apologize to Greg because it sounds like you may have crossed that TMI line, TMI too much information, and maybe consider thinking a little bit before you speak on something. Today I learned that TMI means too much information instead of too much indigestion. That's it's an easy mistake to make, but I'm glad we could, you know, learn something together. So Don um, probably didn't know that either. Yeah, I don't feel like Don has much more than like a seventh or eighth grade education. He can probably multiply up to like his sixes on the multiplication table. Yeah, but he was probably really good at kickball. Oh, I mean, yeah. Do you remember, we used to play this game called Indian Pin. Did you ever play that? That's That didn't age well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that I don't think you could call that now. Probably not. Would you have it to was, call it Native American pin? I guess so. It was basically kick. It was like dodgeball, but there was a safety cone with a tennis ball on it that you were trying to knock off <laughs> as well as eliminate the other team. Nope. Sure didn't play that. Uh, it was it was pretty fun, I think, but we had uh, culturally uh, just insensitive. We had mat ball. Yep. We had mat ball. That was fun. But my favorite thing we ever did in PE class was the parachute. Oh, yeah. Parachute days were the best. I remember when we did the parachute and she would turn off the lights and we would all have to act like we were a marshmallow cooking in the oven. Was that fun? Uh, Yeah. Looking back on it, it was kind of probably her time to go have a cigarette or something like that. <laughs> she was probably hanging out with that librarian who'd cut his fingers off. And yeah, they were probably... That's a good point. I know he smoked cigarettes. I wonder if he held it between his nubs and his thumb. Absolutely, he did. We would also um, play uh, a game where you'd get a, get those little scooters. You know, the oh, it's just like a, a square with yeah. four wheels that everybody's fingers got rolled over on. And then we would have hockey sticks, but without the stick. So it was just like the slapping part. Oh, okay. And we that's would fun. scoot around on them. And cut each other's limbs off. Maybe that's how he lost his fingers, not actually a lawnmower. I guess the world will never know. But I digress. Um, Don, I think we answered your question. Pretty simple one. A lot of strange detail to get to a simple question. But uh, I, I thank you for sending in emails to us once a week. That's that's very kind. I really do think you should see a medical professional. But uh, that's that's up to you. Be well, Don. Be well. And before we get to our topics this week, Graham, did you want to share our wealthy sponsor this week? Absolutely. Sometimes we have sponsors that have a new product and they want to get the word out. Um, Sometimes we have sponsors who give us a lot of money to just remind people that they're there. Right. And this week... I'm guessing that we're having a, a slump in sales, so we need a boost kind of advertisement. So That's exactly, I think, what it was. We chose, um, uh, uh, I mean, we chose, meaning they were the highest bidder. Right. Um, this week's sponsor is Shrek 2. A classic. Starring Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, Dame Judy Andrews. Of course. Antonio Banderas, John Cleese, Rupert Everett, 
Jennifer Saunders, among others. Um, you know, the music was by Harry Gregson Williams, which is obviously an instant classic. Right. Runtime, 92 minutes. Um, but, I mean, na- do me this. Uh, name me a better sequel. Well, what's great about Shrek 2 is it has one of the greatest songs of all time, Accidentally in Love by the Counting Crows. Mm, that and uh, of course All Star made another appearance. Yep, of course. Um, so hopefully at this point you now have one of those two songs stuck in your head. Somebody once told me. <laughs> Can you do an Accidentally in Love as well? Nope. Uh, I can't. I, I can hear it, but I, um, it's better if I don't sing it. I can do a different Counting Crows song. Okay. Ride around, but you wanna give me a run around. Help me sure my way. Keep things up. Cause all I wanna do is slow me down. That was them. Never knew any of the words to that song. Still don't know any of the words. I just go phonetic. Well, what's crazy is if you're listening to this right now, hopefully you didn't drop your phone because that actually wasn't the Counting Crows. That was just Grant. The songbird of my generation. Um, But Trek 2 decided to sponsor us this week. And, you know, really, I would recommend you should absolutely go buy the DVD. Um, I don't trust streaming services. Disney Plus... All that stuff seems like a scam. Go buy the DVD. If you really want that kind of authentic um, vinyl type feel when you're watching your movies, go pick up the Laserdisc copy. I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Um, And it's pretty easy to have a Laserdisc player in 2019. So it's a great call, Graham. Uh, But thank you to Shrek 2. Uh, I don't know if they still have their website up, but I'm sure if you Google it, you'll be able to find it and tell them the We Watch Sports podcast sent you. And thank you to Shrek 2 for um, supplying a college fund to a single mother down the street. Beautiful, beautiful, touching uh, gift from them. Well, before, Graham, we get started, um, you know, I got a lot of twitter messages and questions from the fans and they wanted to know based on our conversation last week did did you actually have the popeye's chicken sandwich funny story okay because today i today, actually friday i November saw 15th. i sought out the popeye's chicken sandwich okay one of the things that you'll know about portland is that they're not a big fan of chain restaurants in the immediate Portland area. You got to go out to the suburbs. So I did a little Google search and I don't have a Popeye's chicken within a reasonable distance. What's a reasonable distance? Uh, it probably be 30 or 40 minutes before I could get to one. Wow. That's, that's a drive. And I was committed to go, but then, you know, I had to take all that money that Shrek 2 had given us to the bank and I didn't want to like let that sit in the car while I got sure. Popeyes, you know. So I went with the old standby Dairy Queen. And I'm sure it was delicious. I wish. I what? wish I could say that it was delicious. What happened? My heart. I don't know. Things were soggy. The French fries were soggy. The lettuce was soggy. It wasn't as flamey as it normally is. My flamethrower burger. 
Was your flamethrower burger playing football? My flamethrower burger was a steaming pile of disappointment. I think they must have changed their uh, schedule around or something. Listen, if they if they ever do this again, they're they're done. We're removing them as a sponsor. But as right now, um, still to get as many blizzards as I want is a pretty good deal. So they're going to stay. But they are very close to losing our sponsorship. I will say this. Okay. It made me feel a little bit better in that your lack of excitement about the flamethrower burger may yeah. have been due to an off day. That's a good Dairy point. Queen. I may need to go get it again. I think just try it five or six times. Okay. And yeah. it, I mean, if it never floats your boat, it never floats your boat. But man, if it hits, it hits. Oh man, it hits. So we'll consider the Popeyes experiment for you maybe on standby until you find a reason to go out to the suburbs. Yeah, I got some business to attend to on the other side of town next week, so I'm going to make a point to find a Popeyes. Um, This is hopefully before I have to go vegetarian because my cholesterol is so high. Right. Complete side note, um, do you have Perkins restaurants in Portland? We don't, no. I remember you and I at one time when we both lived in Phoenix, Arizona, consider driving five or six hours just to go to a Perkins. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Perkins. I mean, you just see that giant American flag, and who doesn't want breakfast 24 hours a day? It's not only breakfast, but you can get uh, a variety of baked goods 24 hours a day. Yeah, and they have, what, like pot pies? Yeah. Just good home cooking food. It's where it's, it's where the heart if, is. If, if you think that Perkins is inferior in any way shape or form to denny's you're you just need to go straight to hell it's so american that you can still smoke inside a perkins and in fact it's encouraged i'm that's what i do (laughs) so we'll wait on that but in the meantime last week we had our first kind of breaking news and this is not enough for for a full-on discussion but i think it's worth at least touching on that last night we had a absolutely brutal football fight that has some pretty serious ramifications for the people involved. Um, To make it very, very simple, a member of the Cleveland Browns with eight seconds left in the game violently attacked a, the member of the Pittsburgh Steelers ripped their helmet off and then hit, hit the guy in the head with his own helmet picked him up from the ground by his helmet, ripped it off, and then hit him with it. So, question. Yeah. For those who may not be as informed as we are, yeah. should they not have done that? That's a really, really great question. So, typically, you do not attack somebody with, your, with their own helmet. Um, typically, in American football... You would tackle someone and the play is over and everyone gets up and brushes themselves off and gives it the old college try. This guy tackled someone to the ground, picked him up by his own helmet, ripped the helmet off, and beat him with it. It was incredibly jarring to see, especially with eight seconds left in the entire game. 
He's since been suspended indefinitely. And it also raises the question of if football is a violent sport where people are physically attacking each other, can there also be a crime? Because they said they're going to press charges against him. Mm. I personally say no. The whole point of the game is to hit the other person, just not with their helmet. Yeah, I think you're opening up a can of worms there if you can all of a sudden sue them for anything. It just seems, as they say in the courts, a slippery slope. Does that mean somebody in the WWE is going to start suing somebody else for the way that they hurt them? That's a great question. I'm fairly certain that they have to sign a non-disclosure or a non-compete or some sort of document that says, listen, hit me with a chair, maybe a kendo stick. Shame on me. If things get really bad, then a table. But we'll see. Happens to the best of us. It does. And then... So that fight is something, you know, if you want to bring up, you can, but it's kind of a weird situation. It's probably just better of watching the video on YouTube. And then it's, it's not going to be one of those situations where you have a debate about it. It's going to be one of those situations where you just like commiserate with somebody else. Yeah, about it. it's good to just be aware of these things. And the other thing to be aware of is last week. So NBA teams, when they play in one city, they often take a private jet or a team jet with the whole team and the coaches and their family, and they take that jet to the next city, wherever they're going to play, and then so on and so forth. Last week, a member of the Miami Heat was on a flight and had a medical emergency. They'd landed early. He had passed out. They weren't sure what was going on. Turns out that the night before, his team had been in Colorado, which, Graham, uh, marijuana is legal in Colorado. Correct. And he had bought some marijuana gummies and took too many of them on the flight, causing himself to be unresponsive. And the team thought he was having a stroke or a seizure. Wow. Turns out he just had one too many gummies. If I had a nickel. How many nickels would you have? Oh, man, at least like four and a half. (laughs) I just Uh feel as though... If you're an NBA player who they're notorious for going out and partying, but if you're an NBA player that plays half their games in Miami, I feel like you should be able to handle some gummy bear, some weed gummy bears. And also, who did he not tell anybody about it? Because apparently that would be he his, did not. That would be his first mistake. You have to have a trip sitter of some kind. But I mean, even then, I guess it just depends on how many gummies he took but i just you know that's that's hard to do to pass out that much that you can't be woken up right most times people have like a comfortable zone they get to and then that's just kind of where they stay i mean that's that's what i'm shooting for that that's what i've heard at least um never actually seen any of those but that's what i've heard good old dion waiters and that would be the nba Miami That's Heat correct. plays in the National Basketball Association. Is he a popular player? Uh, he's kind of known, but he is not popular with his own teammates uh, or coaches. He has not played very much, if at all, this year. Ah, maybe that's why he's doing drugs. It might be. Um, drugs are bad, so just be aware. Well. <laughs> well. Yep. So Allegedly. 
Allegedly. Now, the great thing here is, with all of that being said, that brings us really to our first thing, and it's what Don brought up. Don brought up this idea of load management, and it is extremely hot right now. It's very hot. It's like if you were frying some chicken, it'd be like the oil when it splatters and stings you on the finger. Hot. Hot. But load management is a great topic if you hear people talking about basketball to say, well, golly gee, guys, what do you guys think about load management? You know what you could do? What could you do? You could even throw it in just offhandedly. Maybe say you're in a meeting or something like that. Yeah. In the old office. And you could go about being like, oh, man, oh, man. I need some load management right now. I'm getting exhausted. That's a great example. Or if you're being beckoned to a meeting, say, sorry, I'm exercising load management right now, and I'm not going to be at that meeting. I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, Any basketball fans would be like, this guy knows. They're not only going to be impressed, but it gets you out of a meeting. Yeah, which nobody wants to go to. That's true. I think it's what we what we call in the biz a win-win. And by the biz, I obviously mean my conflict mediation training that I received in high school. Right. Yep. We got pretty good at that at our previous employer. We did. We what did we do instead of meetings? We did uh multiple people meetings. Yep. So instead of meeting with someone one-to-one, we just turned it up a few dials and we would do 15-to-ones. And then we had plenty of time to play Wii. Correct, where we both spent most of our time as characters designed as our fathers. I stand by that decision. If I remember correctly, your dad was slightly better at golf and my dad was slightly better at ping pong. Uh, yes. Joel was a 300 bowler, though. Yeah, Joel had mastered Wii Bowling. <laughs> Just incredible, incredible technique. Which is funny because he, I think he's mastered Wii Bowling in real life too. Yeah, the Wii is something that parents still play. Oh yeah, my parents still have one. Yeah, a lot of good nights spent in front of that bad boy. Or work days. Or work days. <laughs> um, or both. But if you work to exercise load management, playing Wii would be an excellent example. And so I guess we have to decide, like, is it a good thing? If you're a fan of the NBA and you pay a lot of money to go to a game to see your favorite player, and then it says, Drat, they're not playing tonight due to load management, how upset would you be? I would be upset. And part of my reasoning for that would be, why wasn't this a thing a long time ago? Yeah. I don't hear Michael Jordan talking about load management. No, but I think part of it is that the games have gotten much better. So it's like a sacrifice. Because like when Michael Jordan played, sometimes games would be really low scoring and not very fun to watch. Whereas games now play like video games. And you think that's because of load management? I just think they have more energy because they're managing those loads. I have a lot more energy when I manage my load. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I think we all do. And so I can relate. I, 
I think as far as is it a good thing, I if it's your favorite player and you want them to play a lot, then it's probably better for them to be healthy. So in that, that aspect, it seems like a good thing. So do you want your player to win or do you want your team to win? Or do you want your load to win? Whoa. <laughs> I think you want your player to win? I don't know. If you are a proponent of load management, you're going to be like, whatever it takes for the team to win. So right. if, my, if my star needs to rest. Let him rest. Let him have his load on the bench. Right. Um, and I think that is, as Portland Trailblazer fans, the example would be if we were to pay money to go to a game and Damian Lillard isn't playing because of he's resting his load, I'm going to be pretty, pretty bummed because now we're stuck with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony's out there just shooting his load all over the damn court. It's hitting everybody. Oh, man. So it's better to have a controlled, well-rested load than a load that's just going everywhere. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. Just do me a favor. Don't walk up to the water cooler and just blow your load about load management. All over. Yeah. Do not walk up to somebody and go, how's your load? Would you mind taking some of my load? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what color is your load? <laughs> it just would get bad. And so my load hasn't been the same since I took this promotion. <laughs> so if you're at the water cooler, all you'd want to say is, Hey, what do you fellas think about load management in the sports? Or in the NBA, if you want to get fancy on them. Yeah, maybe it, maybe your uh, your local team or whatever team you're rooting for is not doing very well. You could maybe bring up that you wish your team would exercise some better load management. Yeah, that's a great point. I wish they had a better load. I wish they would just tighten up that load a little bit. Maybe not get so careless with it. These are all excellent points. So, Graham, what's the verdict on load management? Are we fans? Are we not fans? What do you think? Uh, I'm a fan of load management as long as the load is handled well. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Now, our second story this week is unfortunately one that, you know, we've talked a little bit about what's going on with this team, but... You know, all hell's breaking loose now, and it takes us back to baseball. And the Houston Astros have done a lot of awful things in the last couple months. They robbed poor Mattress Mac of $3.5 million, which we've covered extensively on this show. They have lost the World Series, which makes them look like a bunch of bitches. And now... They had to fire an executive because he was using one player's former sexual abuse arrest as a bragging point. And recently this week, they've been accused of a fairly sophisticated cheating scandal. Uh-oh. They've been accused of using high-definition TVs secretly mounted in the stadium to steal the signs of the opponents. Uh, 
And what that means is they were zooming in on one player that was telling the pitcher what pitcher to throw. And the Astros were communicating that through an intricate series known as banging on trash cans to let the person batting know what pitch was coming. So they cheated. Whoa. So I guess there's a couple things to unpack here. One, our condolences to Mattress Mac and the $3.5 million that he lost. But Grant, most importantly, how do you feel about the Astros using high-definition cameras to steal signs? It's kind of one of those situations where it's it's is it something that you do until you're caught and then plead ignorance to it? The thing that's hard to plead ignorance to here is that, one, they installed a camera to do so, and two, they were communicating it out. Um, they were intending to cheat, I think is what makes it tough. Um, they, I read somewhere that said that, you know, if you have a player on base and they happen to see the sign, that that's kind of accepted. Like if you could see it with your own eyes, but using a camera, a lot of former players who are acting as whistleblowers here think that it's cheating. I think we need to back up a little bit. There's probably some people who aren't quite following what's going on here. So in baseball, there is a catcher who stands behind the batter, and there is a pitcher who throws the ball across the plate at the catcher. Okay. I'm following. And a lot of the times there are different types of pitches, curveball, fastball, knuckleball, slider, changeup. These are, might be things you may have heard of. We can get into the specifics of what those are later. The point being, the catcher will use his fingers and hold up like the number three or hold up four or a combination of a bunch of them, and it'll tell the pitcher which pitch he's going to throw. And okay. uh, that's the sign. So they're doing these signs banging on trash cans, assuming it's probably Morse code or something along those lines. Gives you a really good advantage on what pitch is coming so you can know how to swing, where to swing, if you need to swing at all. Right. So, I, yeah, once you install a camera, that's that's bad news. That's pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm... I think that it's it's not a good thing. It's certainly controversial, and it, it kind of fits with where the Astros are, is that they're known for, you know, kind of pushing boundaries and, and playing a little dirty. And what makes it really tough is that they were accused of doing this in 2017, which is the last year they won the World Series. So it feels like cheating definitely helped them win. Yeah, it probably did, and it's kind of hard being a baseball player to justify it by, like, wanting to see the catcher's manicure. You right. can't. Eh. You could just ask him after the game like anyone else. Right, like an, a normal, sane person would. Right. I wonder what else they saw in that camera. You know, it leads to a lot of questions. Is they probably saw a lot of things in that camera. 
And I think the other part of this story that's incredibly interesting is that this is a fairly sophisticated cheating scheme. Um, these are athletes that are being paid millions of dollars a year. And the way they chose to communicate was banging on trash cans, much like the musical Stomp. Right. So One of my favorites. Well, it's everyone's favorite. It should be. Uh, but I mean, how Blue Man Group. That's true. Um, they, but they're just kind of on a different level. Yeah. But it makes you wonder of like how how would we have done it? Like what would you have banged on instead of a trash can? I could just imagine uh, having like a three amigos situation. Okay. Hey, hey you! Look up here! Look up here! Maybe I could get like a whoop curveball, whoop curveball. That's just a sampling of what could possibly be done. Yeah. I think that that would have been a way better idea. Um, I also think about there's so much double bubble on the sideline of every baseball game that I would signal by the pieces of gum that I unwrapped. One piece mm. of gum, that's a fastball. Two pieces of gum, that's the old curveball. Three pieces of gum, that's a slider. And so on and so forth. The only hard part would I would I'd be going through a lot of gum during the game and I'd have to chew it all just to make sure I wasn't suspicious. I got one better for you. Hit me. Sunflower seeds. Gosh. Now are we talking dill, are we talking ranch, what flavor what flavor are we thinking? I'm a big fan of dill. Okay. I think dill's the right move. Go on. But you could uh spit out your sunflower seeds at uh, certain rates. Maybe Okay. two spits for a fastball. Yeah. Four spit That'd, of that, course, be a knuckleball. Right. What would a changeup be? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I just heard that noise and immediately thought of a changeup, which is a pitch you can throw in baseball. So I think that would have been a much better idea than stomp. Yeah. I mean, how... Here's my question. How would yep. they... How long would it take? You know, where was this camera placed? They would obviously have to relay the message. They couldn't just have somebody sitting there watching a monitor and banging on a trash can all at the same time. Well, right? they said the player, the the camera was in center field, and then it showed on a TV that was in the dugout, and so the players could see it, and they kind of took turns being the one that would communicate out to whoever was batting. That seems really obvious. Yeah, it feels obvious. Um, someone on Twitter did this great job where they went through and pulled examples of where it happened. And it's incredibly obvious what's going on. Uh, surprised it took us two and a half years to find it out. But as I mentioned last week, sports karma seems to be a real thing, and the Astros are not doing so hot in that department right now because it turns out they keep doing bad things. Sports karma hasn't really caught up with Tom Brady, though. It will. Uh, that man only eats beets, so it's bound to happen. 
Betty loves bears. And Battlestar Galactica. Do you enjoy beats? Um, no. Yeah, I don't either. It's kind of like a radish. It's too. Feels I like. Feel like I should because they look like cranberry sauce, which they is look really healthy. Good. Yeah. Look very healthy. I bet my pee would just be like crystal clear if I ate more beets. See, I think your pee would actually be blood red because that's the color of beet juice. That would freak me out. It would freak all of us out if you peed blood. I'd have um, to give my. I'd have to give a signal while I was going well, to the bathroom that everything was okay. It'd probably be ten spits of the sunflower seeds, right? Yeah, clearly everything's okay. Got that from the message. I wonder what my wife would think if I had left a little bit of pee pee on the seat and it was blood red. Well, she'd probably yell at you through sunflower seeds. Yeah, she does that. <laughs> it would just be a series of small spitting of sunflower seeds, but a lot of them angrily. Oh, yeah. She can spit angry sunflower seeds at the best of them. Um, yeah, she can. She's Australian. So, you know, that really, you know, we covered a lot this week, but really the big things that you want to take to the water cooler this week, number one is load management. Don't make the mistake Don or we did thinking that it's either to do with a bowel movement or somewhat sexual. It simply is just the ability to do extra rest. Um, Graham suggested try it out during a meeting, which I think is a great idea. I'm so sorry, boss. Can't make it to this meeting. I'm practicing load management. Oh, you thought it was sexual? I didn't I didn't catch that. I thought some of it was a little sexual, but that might have just been me. Oh, you do have a dirty mind. Yeah. And, and the second big story that people are talking about that you can talk about is that the Astros, the baseball team, are horrible, no good, dirty, rotten scoundrels and have been caught cheating, stealing signs. And that rather than the stomp method, we probably would have used sunflowers or something from the Three Amigos to communicate to each other. Next week, we'll be having a segment of sports that you don't need to bother with. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot on there. Um, I'm nervous for Sven because he wrote in about football, and football may be on that list, so you'll have to tune in to find out. Definitely what will not be on the list is Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's correct. Um, also and, not and on high the list. Lie. I was going to say high lie as well. Great minds do think and like. What about that game that the Aztec people used to play where they would kick a ball up through a hoop, similar to football or soccer? What about the board game Guess Who? Oh, yeah. I thought that game kind of taught you to be a little bit like to just judge people strictly on what they look like. You don't you feel like it sends it. Well, I just feel like it sends a weird message to kids to be like, is your person Asian? You're like, well, maybe it shouldn't be the first thing you identify about somebody. Caucasian. Is your person Caucasianal? Is your person of Pacific Islander descent? <laughs> is your person not comfortable revealing their true gender? Does your person have a receding hairline due to genetics? Does your person have AIDS? Does your you person have high blood pressure? If so, it's Don in Cedar Rapids. Ding, ding, ding. 
Well, as always, if you'd like to send us an email, it's wearewatchingsports at gmail.com. We will only answer the ones that uh, serve us and that would make for good content. All the others uh, can go fuck themselves. We're not too concerned with them. If you have any sponsors that are willing to put in a bid, bids are pretty high right now, so they're going to yep. have, have to have pretty deep pockets, but uh, we're also accepting bids at wearewatchingsports at gmail.com. And we'll also accept, like, we will advertise anybody. Um, I have no qualms. There's just about nothing I will not advertise if the price is right. My ethics are solely centered around money. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, and tune in next week to the We Watch Sports podcast.